Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to The Undiluted Truth. Uh, I'm Ben. We're going to be doing the second part of Pandemic Vaccine and Corruption Exposed today. We're going to be picking back up that video that you heard on the last podcast, uh, pretty much right where we left off, uh, maybe slightly overlapping, but that's where we're going to pick it up. And let's welcome back in our host, Mike. And I am here. Ben, thank you so much. And just for those that may not know, yes, it's Mike and Ben, and uh, Ben is the producer, and boy, a lot of this stuff would not happen without him, so uh, I am glad to have Ben here with me, and uh, uh, an official welcome to all of you rock tumblers, if you don't know, uh, rock tumblers uh, are those that seek diligently the truth, that's easy for me to say, Uh, (laughs) and you know, just because these days the truth is harder harder and harder to find, so... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, so rock tumblers and truth seekers are what we are all about. And um, we're not going to uh, belabor any more of those ideas. We're glad to have you guys with us. And uh, just briefly, we want to touch on where we were when we left off with uh, uh, Stu and Dr. David Martin. It, it was right at the time Stu had asked him a question about the information that he meaning Dr. Martin, has uncovered. And the ones that basically are involved in corruption, he's basically asking them what are going to happen, you know, what are, what is going to happen to these people. So, mm-hmm. and there again, if you remember our episodes prior, um, prior as in three prior episodes that stem off of who are these people, we are really pulling the curtain back on these people. So without further ado, Ben, let's tumble some rocks and let's do it. Let's get going here. Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Department of Justice has failed the American people and has had this information since April of 2020. All of the information I'm sharing with you. And they have sat on it and done nothing. This has gone to U.S. attorneys. This has gone to the Department of Justice. I sent this in April of 2020. I sent this to the Office of the Inspector General of the Department of Health and Human Services. And not a single law enforcement entity in the United States has taken this seriously. Not one. Can can you speculate why that might be? Well, it's not a speculation. It's very clearly the situation where they have been ordered not to. Because... In any other situation, I mean, listen, I've worked with the DOJ on antitrust matters in the past. You probably know, Stu, that my organization, MCAM, was involved in one of the largest white-collar tax frauds in U.S. history, which was U.S. corporations and universities colluding to defraud the federal government back in the late 1990s and early 2000s. And we were, at the time, accused of being the second largest tax collector in U.S. history which is kind of a dubious distinction. You don't get a lot of Christmas cards if you're a tax collector, but I I don't think things have changed very much for the last couple thousand years. They're not amongst my favorite people on the list. You know, probably none of us are, you know, setting out cookies for for the the tax collector, but... Fruit basket. but, But when we were doing that, what we found was that there is an enormous amount 
of appetite inside of the Department of Justice for antitrust investigations. And you know this to be the case. They are allegedly going after Google and Facebook, and we've been told that that is their priority. But the fact of the matter is, the Department of Justice has abjectly failed every U.S. attorney in this country, every part of the DOJ's antitrust division has been focused singularly on the social media price fixing, search engine optimization, restraint of trade, those kinds of things. They've been singularly focused on that as the fig leaf to hide behind what is in fact a much larger crime. The crime is that we have collusion between what is called interlocking directorates inside of antitrust law, we have Anthony Fauci at NIAID. We have the director of the Center for Disease Control in China. And we have Dr. Elias from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, all sitting on a board, all colluding to actually create, price fix, and market direct this pandemic. So there really is no virus. No. And we have been talking to, I mean, a large Rolodex of experts weighing in on this for a very long time. And I think right. that as the layers of this fruit, whatever you want to call it, get peeled back, as the rind gets cut off and we start really looking for the seeds here, that is the direction that all of this conversation has been going. And I have come out and said it. Obviously, then I'm fact-checked by USA Today and lead stories and Right Wing Watch. Yeah. All these people yeah. come after me. So... What is it going to take to widely disseminate this to billions of global citizens who are really at risk? And then let's talk about really what is the risk here? Yeah. So, so let's go back to the opening statement, which is this novel virus thing. Um, as you know, from the work that I shared on, on Reiner Fulmick's interview and other things that I have published and put out in the public record, in 2002... Um, Ralph Berk at the University of North Carolina, together with a couple of his colleagues, um, his colleagues um, at, at the time were, um, were three other co or two other co-inventors. But um, in 2002, what they did was they filed a patent on what they referred to as an infectious um, transmission defective form of coronavirus. Okay, I'm going to pause it. Okay. I'm going to go right to what he just said. Mm -hmm. now, now it's going to get really technical. And, you know, he, he does his best to explain these things, but a transmission a, a virus defective, right. uh, you know, you, you're like, well, what is that? Sounds like three double negatives, uh, you know, in there. But yeah. he, he will explain this. But the name Ralph Barrick, University of North Carolina. Okay. Very involved in, in all of this. So make a mental note of that. But just briefly, we'll back up. It, 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 it is absolutely stunning. It, it, it almost angers me to know that blatant laws, and I mean, these are, you talk about high crimes, these are serious crimes. You talk about the money that's involved in all of this, it, it gets mm -hmm. up into the billions. And U.S. attorneys, Department of Justice, the inspector general, none of them. And he said no law enforcement anywhere in the United States. The head of the CDC also, he mentioned that. Yeah, wants to have anything to do with this. 
this is this is angering. And the more information that you see that David and I, I, let me, I shouldn't say David, Doctor David Martin, and that's the mm-hmm. thing. Don't forget, as this man is speaking, that he's an MD. He's also an attorney. I think I mentioned that uh, on the on the last uh, episode. Well, if not, you didn't know. Yeah. So he he's also an attorney, and of course his 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 company Income investigated and brought down one of the the highest uh, 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 fraud cases with I think he said with universities and uh, other businesses. So this man is seriously connected and he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's saying. So, and, and he brought up uh, something I brought up in the last podcast there about uh, a certain person I didn't name, but he he mentioned that they sit on the board and that's of this vaccine or, or the cult, whatever he called it. But that was something that I had kind of read. I didn't specify that, but that was one of the things I had kind of read that he was one investing in, but, also was part of the board. I, I had read that somewhere. Um, and so I was like, really? Yes. Like, yeah. Do we want this type of person? I mean, no official medical background putting like pushing a vaccine. Yeah. In other words, sure. uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, uh, no, right. Like, you know, well, when you, when, well, let's just take a quick second. And, and, and if you go Moderna, mm-hmm. you go Pfizer, and let's throw in Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Is the first thing that you think of when you hear these three businesses, these entities, is oh yeah, uh, vaccines? I mean, for me personally, I hadn't really heard. I, I want to say I hadn't really heard of Moderna or F- Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson. Obviously, that's a big name, but I don't think of vaccine. I mean, what am I injecting myself with? Hand soap and uh, or, or baby powder, baby powder, yeah, baby yeah. lotion. Yeah, Johnson yeah. and Johnson. <laughs> I think of baby products, but you know that, exactly. You know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Now Moderna was that was Bill Gates stuff because when you think oh, about yeah, it, okay. this this vaccine has the mRNA, right? M yes. D. RNA Moderna. Okay. You see, so that's that, that's how they got that name with that acronym. And okay. Pfizer, I think of I think of uh, sink faucets, but that's actually Pfister, not Pfizer. But either way, you don't think vaccines. Oh yeah. Uh, so, you know, sometimes Ben, mm-hmm. when you walk in and they don't ask you for your hat or your coat anymore. They say, hey, give me your common sense. We're going to check it in over here. Okay, here you go. Sometimes you've got to go back up front and demand your common sense back. Yeah. So you can sift through this stuff and go, wow, that doesn't make sense. You know, so some of this stuff, you're dummy light or your uh, 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 idiot gauge ought to be (laughs) uh, ought ought to be working. So Let's let's get the indicator lights working again. But this this is heavy, and you know you say it can't get any worse. Is it, can it get any worse? Oh yeah, it 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 does. So just hang on, buckle up, and here we go. All right. Now think about what I just said: an infectious transmission defective. What does that mean? Well, well what that means yeah. is in 1999, Anthony Fauci wanted to make coronavirus a vector for an HIV vaccine. He wanted to use a virus as a vaccine. 
And by the way, that sounds as bad as what I just said, that it's, it's actually a bad idea. But what? what he wanted to do was take what he knew to be a highly manipulatable platform, which he called the coronavirus, and he wanted to make it mutated and chimerically altered and recombinated so that he could get to a means by which you could target human lung epithelium. That's the, the cells inside your lung. And what Ralph Barrick's team did is in 2002, they patented a whole bunch of variations of coronavirus, which would make it more infectious to humans. And this is where that biological and chemical weapons thing becomes important. Because if you're building a thing to be more infectious to humans, according to Ralph Barrick, it's justified because it's for therapeutic use. Hey, Stu, has there ever in the history of humanity been a technology developed under the guise of a good thing that was ever used for a bad thing? Or am I just naive thinking that maybe if you make a natural substance more toxic to humans, that's actually a bad thing? Yeah. And things designed for good get hijacked and used for bad all the time. So, so let's... I, I agree with Stu right there. You know, <laughs> oh, I was it, hoping you know, you'd pause it. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it, oh it, it doesn't get, here we go again with the common sense. Yeah. I, so wow. Anthony Fauci's name is being brought into, into this uh, big time. But my question would be if they're knowingly making viruses or a known virus already worse for the human body, how does that, how do they even get the patents for that? Good question. Let, let me just ask that. What, how are they even? How are how are the how is whoever gives out the patents? And I, I, I'm naive. I don't know who gives those patents. How are they even passing that? So, well, well, hang on a second here because when he he may have said applied because there are patents that have been applied for, but they were rejected. Oh, some, okay. Some have yeah, been, maybe I missed that. Some have been, and I'm not sure on this one, but I do know that. Anthony Fauci is wanting his name sort of to go down in history with some of this stuff. He has personally as a bioterrorist. Well, as as I, well as the one who has has helped to create nano human beings that can be controlled basically by the government. Uh, but he has applied. For, wear your mask now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He has applied for. Patents, and I'm not sure if David, Doctor David, I've got to remember to call him Doctor. Yes. Doctor Martin. Uh, I'm not sure if he, he if he mentions it in this, but uh, he, I think he does. But he he has applied for and has been turned down. Okay. And there's some things that he has been involved in that will get a little bit more exposed here. But when I mean, you're, some of this stuff is almost like. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. It's, but keep in mind, for, for somebody like Dr. Martin and his work with Income, mm -hmm. this, this stuff is easily seen, and he has seen this before, a similar thing. So it's easier for these guys to see it. That's why this is such an intriguing testimony that he's given, because everyone else has really come at this issue medically. Right. 
you know He's about deeper uh, involved in a different manner yeah we've got to roll over roll our you know our our lenses over a bit and go okay we're looking at this now through the lens of patents which they've got to have all of the medical information and here's a guy right. that is a doctor and a guy that knows patents inside and out so so it's kind of the legality of the medical side of it sort of yes yeah. but but just keep in mind if the thing about this, and we'll move on, that if every single law enforcement entity mm-hmm. was basically told, yeah. said, eh, nothing here, oh, uh, right. we need to go after social media. They, they've got all kinds of violations, and we need to you know, kind of control them and reel them in. Do we really think that the patent office can't have people in there that uh, maybe the will other, turn the other uh, way for approved. a sec? Exactly. Yeah, so, uh-huh. um, so, with that being said, I hope you haven't taken off your seatbelt because here we go, Ben. All right. Let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say Ralph was just this innocent, bumbling scientist at UNC Chapel Hill doing his his damnedest to figure out a way to help humanity. Well, guess what? When you make an infectious replication defective virus that is meant to target human lungs so that it's more toxic. I don't care how Oppenheimer-ish you want to go on this story. You built a Frankenstein. And in 2002, we knew that that Frankenstein was what it was. And remember, that was the year before SARS number one in China. Right? So we didn't have SARS until we made the weapon. Okay, real quick. That's one of the most important uh, uh, building blocks right there, the foundation. We did not have SARS yeah. until we built it. Built it, And, and, and I had forgotten. I remember SARS-1 in, in 02, yeah. but I didn't remember. I don't think I remember it came from China. But that just makes you think, oh, this came out of China, this came out of China, this came out. Yes. Why are these all coming out of China? Some things uh, are easier to and hide. Was, was it? Was it not? I, I mean, maybe you know. I don't, uh, and maybe they'll say. But did that not come out of the same lab in O two? Well, they couldn't have came out of Wuhan. Wuhan wasn't built until oh, that wasn't okay. Uh, two thousand after two thousand sixteen, I think. So it couldn't have been Wuhan. No. But it could have been the same people. It doesn't. But it matter. could have been the same lab group. They oh. just built a new facility. Or, oh sure, or something. Oh yeah, sure, okay. that's right. Yep. Or, yeah. Here we go. So the patents reflect that the weapon was made before the virus or the the set or of whatever symptoms, this thing whatever is. this is, the set of symptoms being referred to as a virus. Yeah. Was engineered by man. Yep. Funded by Fauci and his cronies, paid yep. for by U.S. tax dollars. You and I yep. paid for this stuff to get done. Yep. Leaked out of this lab intentionally in Wuhan, sent all over well, the world. Let's, cr- let, let's not jump there. Okay. Because I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm the first to suggest to you that, that the same mainstream media that made it illegal to talk about the Wuhan leak, you know, six months ago, and then suddenly made it fair game to talk about again is using distraction about a leak. This is not about a virus. And, and, and the story of where did it come from is actually a total misdirect. This is not, as the official records are very clear, this is not a virus. 
Okay. If you go on any of the public records, whether you look at the GenBank accession, whether you look at GIS AID, whether you look at any of these things, what you see is what's called phylogenetic trees, where they're trying to determine how did the virus mutate in its various locations. But here's the problem. The problem is nothing started in Wuhan. Nothing. As a matter of fact, if you look at that first two weeks of January, you see gene sequences that are seemingly uploaded from multiple locations. And it turns out that if you go back and you look at the first four sequences that were uploaded, the first upload, which happened on the 20th of December 2019, predates allegedly the first patient. So with all this now, discoverable, when I'm saying things like, uh, when you start to realize that the vaccine wasn't brought here to fight a virus, but that the virus was introduced to introduce the vaccine. Correct. That then things will become a lot more clear. That was an accurate statement. That's worth repeating. <laughs> the yeah. The vaccine wasn't made to treat a virus. The virus was made to was was made up to bring on to the bring vaccine. on the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Because after all, we want people mm-hmm. injected with this synthetic uh, nano chip that's going to cause your body to make the spike protein, which has never been done. And we don't know where that would go. And of course, David, uh, Dr. David Martin will get in, I think, briefly, briefly a little bit into that. But just understand one thing, Ben, we were not made, our bodies were not made from the very beginning to make spike protein. I mean, so that's enough for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, you're forcing just... a body to make something that's not natural. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the only question is why? I mean, that would be my... Exactly. I mean, yeah. And some interesting things here, you know, I mean, it, it, it causes you to, to think because he says these things were uploaded. You know, my thing is, well, what's uploaded? This is, but the, you know, is a virus uploaded is, you know, it, but that's exactly what he's saying. Yeah, it come, it, this was coming from multiple locations and it was uploaded. So hmm. basically the gene sequence, I think, to, to make this right. the spike protein or, the, or this so-called virus, you know, and that's why he's saying it's not a virus. It's right. if it's man, man, viruses mutate and spread and that sort right. of thing. This you was know. engineered. Yeah, this is a totally engineered. Mm. So that that's that's really what we need to go and where where we need to go. That's why I wanted to stop that and say, okay, the vaccine was made. Uh, the, the the virus was made up so that we could, up, you know, take this vaccine that we're already working on, right, and inject. Innocent people, yeah. ergo, exposing mass murder. All right. Take a deep breath. Hold your temper. Okay. And let's go. Absolutely. But here's the problem. The problem is the virus story is what Peter Daszak desperately needed. He needed the media to hype a story. If, if I told you, Stu, it would be great if you just took this treatment because maybe a bad actor one day is going to unleash, you know, some sort of Pandora's box chimera on us. You would go, no, I'm not going to do it. And you wouldn't do it because it would be a dumb idea. 
If you are trying desperately, as Anthony Fauci has been, and these are in public records of the NIAID Advisory Council minutes, so if anybody wants to go back and look, fact check those away, he has been promoting a universal influenza vaccine for years to no effect. You know why? Because the influenza vaccine doesn't work that well, and most people don't take it. And they don't take it because, are you ready for this? It doesn't work that well. Right. Yeah. And so here he is trying desperately after the 2018 flu season, which was unbelievably deadly. Tons of people dying. He tried desperately to parlay that into a congressional mandate for universal influenza vaccine. These are in the public records of the NIDA council meetings in September and, and February of each year. And you go back and look and they lament the fact that despite all of the death and destruction, people didn't fall for the vaccine. Cue a new pathogen. Cue a veterinarian, right? Not a doctor. Right. Cue a veterinarian to make up a story about a bat and a pangolin walking into a Chinese bar. Um, so going back to that, the, that was a good one. What got yeah. us going down? I mean, this rabbit hole is so deep. But it's really quite obvious. I mean, there's really yep. a, a blatant explanation for all of this. This, yep. this is premeditated. The original question that got us down this rabbit hole, how do we widely disseminate this to the world? I mean, there are billions of lives at stake here. Um, it turns out that when you have adopted a dogma, and this is what it is, it's a belief system. When you've adopted a dogma that says that industrial pharmaceutical management of the human population is the answer, which is what NIID and Anthony Fauci have done since he took over in 1984, which is I'm going to frame the world through the lens that health is going to be delivered through an injectable. If that's the $191 billion enterprise you've run since 1984, and at the near end of your professional career, which we can all agree is close to an end, thanks, thank God that you know we're getting close to Anthony Fauci's useful life. But after $191 billion of public expenditures, you know what? He still hasn't gotten his way. He is desperate, and he is desperate to leave the legacy of he's the guy that took us into the CRISPR gene therapy future of humanity where we are all a series of computer codes managed by a corporate industrial pharmaceutical complex. He's desperate to get that happening. And it turns out to do that requires the acts of desperation. But I want to read you something which is really quite problematic for his own story, because this comes out of the Chinese publication that CDC references when they talk about allegedly a novel virus. But listen to this. Mm -hmm. In the clinical features of patients infected with 2019 novel coronavirus in Wuhan, China, the official paper that is the article that was published in the Lancet that gave rise to the whole nonsense story. And remember that this, this, uh, this paper was published January 24th, but it was submitted for publication in the beginning of January. Let me read you an alarming first paragraph. Okay. By January 2nd, 2020, 41 admitted hospital patients had been identified as having laboratory confirmed 2019 COVID infection. 
So we have 41 patients on January 2nd with laboratory confirmed cases of a thing that wasn't isolated until the following week. That's a good place to stop. Mm. So you've got laboratory confirmed cases before a virus is even out. How does that happen? I that, don't know. <laughs> good answer. That's that's one that's one to ponder. Uh, so yeah. you know we are closing out of time again, and that's one. So it let's just fast. just think about that. You know that is just some of the common sense. I mean, that's one that it doesn't take you know a degree to go. Wait a minute. They had 41 cases in a lab confirmed. Well, the virus wasn't reported to be anywhere for a week or so after that. How did, how did that happen? You know, how do, how do you confirm something that's not been identified yet? Good question. So might some of this be pre-planned? And, you know, when you think about everything that we've been hearing, I, I couldn't help, Ben, and I know that the talk amongst a lot of platforms and all throughout the, not just this country, but the world is, you know, something is on the horizon. The end is imminent. Mm -hmm. The end is near. And it's easy to try to put pieces of the puzzle together and that sort of thing and go, well, what do do we do? And, And we mentioned this before. I think the important thing is, is, is not to get so caught up in this, that we want all of this resolved so that we can stay here for a lot longer. And I, when I say here, I, I mean this planet. Right. Uh, but we still want to expose truth and, you know, those that are harming people. That's instinctive. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know you've got vaccines being forced on people. Uh, laws and, and regulations being made. And it's it, it, every time uh, I, it seems like I get a news report, it's another area that is forcing, forcing, forcing. And, you know, the question is, what is it that God himself or, or, or you know, the Godhead that forces us to do? I can't think of anything. We don't right. serve a God of force. Right. Yeah. This is not from God, about God, or any of it. So, we know that people have been quoting Matthew 24 when the disciples are asking Christ, what are the signs of your, you know, your soon coming or your right. coming again in, mm-hmm. in the end of time? And, you know, we, we have heard about the, the pestilences and the wars and the earthquakes and so forth, but mm-hmm. I want to read the, basically the, the thing that Christ says initially when when they ask him and i'm, I'm going to pick this up and this is matthew 24 verse 3 and 4 now as he sat on the mount of olives the disciples came to him privately saying tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age and jesus answered and he said to them take heed that no one deceives you. That was the very first thing he said before he mentioned all of the things that were going to take place on the planet. He tells them, don't let anyone deceive you. Mm-hmm. So as we sit here today, Ben, is it important that we 
not full, fall for any deception. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's imperative. And I think it's also imperative and extremely important that we keep kind of an even keel. We keep uh, a, 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 such a calm about us as we're gathering this information that we don't swing way left or swing way right or knee-jerk decisions. Yeah. There's people that need to hear the truth, and God himself, Jesus Christ, tells us the end is coming. It's, it's even at the door, but don't let anyone deceive you. And that's what impresses me about these individuals that are exposing deception. Yeah. And we will, at some point, we've talked about that episode coming up with deception and truth and so forth. But we will, we will cover that. As we close this episode out, think about what Dr. David Martin ended with. Ponder that thought, but also Jesus gives us warning not to be deceived. Amen. Let's, let's go to him in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you again just for this opportunity, giving us this platform to get truth out. We thank you and, and ask for clear discernment. Again, we ask for the eyes of Joshua and Caleb uh, that we see things through the lens of Christ. And Lord, we once again, we want to lift up all of those, all of those rock tumblers out there that uh, are diligently seeking truth. Thank you again. Thanks for, uh, for all of our listeners. Be with all of them. Calm their hearts and give them a strong desire to continue to turn over rocks. And until next time, may all of our thoughts, the intent of every thought, be pure. And we thank you for being our creator. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.